Hey, this is an audio recording of an online resilience practices class facilitated by Frank Baird on September 8th, 2021. The topic for this class is Being with Uncertainty, Volume 2, Additional Strategies. This audio recording is made available to you free for your benefit and enjoyment. Hi, everyone. Welcome to tonight's Resilience Practices class. I'm Frank Baird, and I will be your facilitator. Let's start with what is resilience? It's the capacity and flexibility with which we meet life, and it's made up of interrelated and complementary skills. And we are going to discuss briefly and practice one of those skills now. And just to note, there are lots of ways to do these practices, lots of skills. So this is just one way and just one way to practice this one one resilience skill. So tonight we're going to talk about being comfortable enough with uncertainty. This is volume two. Some of you may have uh, been here uh, on a previous night when we talked about some particular ways to be comfortable enough with uncertainty. Um, uh, If you missed that, I'll be putting a link in the chat later where you can find a free recording of the class. But you don't need it as a prerequisite. These are some other or additional or different strategies for being more comfortable with uncertainty. So in a previous episode, what we talked about was uh, bringing attention to the present moment, that the strategy is bringing attention to the present moment, being mindful of the process that you're experiencing rather than the content that uncertainty brings to mind, which is usually a lot of anxiety, sometimes curiosity, but most of us don't need help with curiosity. We need help with anxiety. And then we talked about the doing that you do, because we're always doing something. And is that doing a conditioned doing? I I, uh, am acting the way I am. I'm thinking the way I am. I'm feeling the way I am just because I'm conditioned to do that. Or reactivity, which is really just conditioning too. I'm reacting to uncertainty in a particular way because I'm conditioned. Um, Or am I taking wise action? And wise action, um, the way I think of it is it's always influenced by uh, choice uh, and and wisdom. Uh, Is this, is what I'm doing uh, benefiting me? Or what I'm planning on doing, is it serving me? Or does it run, is, is it not? So much of what we do in relation to anxiety, for example, isn't really useful. Um, and sometimes we don't know what else to do because anxiety is pretty persuasive. But uh, here we're going to talk about some strategies that you can do instead of just what uh, anxiety wants you to do. So these practices involve directing attention. Whatever you're paying attention to in the present moment is going to be your experience in the present moment. So one of the things to notice when you're experiencing uncertainty is where does uncertainty direct your attention? 
So if it's directed to curiosity, you're um, curious about the different aspects of what's going on that you're unsure about, or you're curious about how it's all going to turn out, curiosity is a really valuable, useful skill, and it did not kill the cat. Um, how does that how does that saying curiosity killed the cat? Yeah, it did not. Um, curiosity is a really useful and good skill to have and way of relating to our existence and our experience. But a lot of times what happens is uncertainty directs the attention into anxiety and a lot of hideous content from anxiety, which is usually about how bad things are going to go. So if what you notice is uh, attention is being directed by uncertainty, one of the things you might do is shift attention to where would attention be directed if wisdom was directing attention? So where would or could or does wisdom direct attention? So right now, in terms of whatever I'm uncertain about, one of the things to think about is, can I solve it? Whatever it is. And if I can, then carry on, right? That you might notice the difference between problem-solving thinking and ruminating. Problem-solving thinking is a way of considering all the different variables and coming to a good enough solution. Um, and sometimes rumination is just going around in circles. You're not getting anywhere and all you're doing is making yourself more scared or feeling more upset because it doesn't go anywhere. And really, I think of that as one of the tactics that anxiety uses to hold our attention. Uh, it just keeps us spinning and spinning and spinning. So right now, in this moment, can I solve the thing that I'm uncertain about? Or can I only manage my relationship to it? So what I mean by that is there's the it in the world, and then there's our relationship to the it in the world. And our relationship to the it in the world is actually more important than the it in the world because our relationship to it is influenced by things like our attitude, by our ideas, by our values, our judgments. And so in this moment, let's say there's something going on that I can't do anything about. Um, I can't think of an example right Well, I guess I can't think of an example right now. COVID! Right. So I can uh, I can't do anything about it and I can't do anything about depending on your perspective, the smart people or the dumb people, <laughs> the people who are doing what you like to do because that helps with reducing your anxiety or the people you don't like because whatever it is they're doing is promoting anxiety. So whatever your position is, <laughs> we all have our team and then the other team. I may not be able to do anything about any of that right now, but what I can do is change my relationship to it. And if one of the things that I recognize is I can't change it, but what I can do is right now, if I'm upset, I can do something that can help soothe the upset. If I am feeling uh, angry, I can do something to soothe the anger. If I'm feeling powerless, well, Something I do have some power about, some influence, I may not have control, is my relationship to whatever it is that's bothering me. And really, one way of considering this is that's all we're ever looking for. We're looking to soothe and calm our bodies. We're looking to feel safe enough 
But so often what we do is we get caught up in the stories. We get caught up in our ego about whether this should be or shouldn't be instead of really recognizing and acknowledging this is what is. So what you do in the present moment, in the literal present moment when you're experiencing uncertainty is direct your attention. So that would mean disengage from anything that isn't useful or serving you and engage in something that is or could, because sometimes it's not all that easy. So if there's a solution to the uncertainty, if I can solve that problem, then let me direct my attention and my psychological and emotional resources to figuring it out. Or I can shift my attention to something pleasant in my immediate experience Right, so sometimes this feels like, um, sometimes people feel like it's a cop-out. But here's one of the key factors of resilience is knowing when to rest and then resting well. So it doesn't do me any good if what I need to do is go to sleep and get a good night's sleep. It does me no good to be thinking about what I want people in the world to do in relation to covid It doesn't serve me. I'm not problem solving. At best, I'm ruminating. And probably what I'm doing is going to keep myself awake with fear or anger. And then tomorrow I'm going to be tired. And whatever it was I was going to try to do tomorrow is going to be harder and probably even less successful. Unless my goal was to just go off on somebody at random because we all know how to do that, right? When we're tired and upset and we try to keep it together, inevitably we explode somewhere and not usefully. So it's not a cop-out. It's a good strategy. It's a wise strategy to redirect your attention. So I'm just going to use as an example right now tonight, if you're here doing this, it means you believe you can afford to do this right now, meaning that there's nothing else that needs to be done right now because it can be done later. Right, So this would be part of the wisdom in resting. So what I'm going to do right now is going to listen to what Frank has to say, and then I'm going to engage in this practice. Everything else for now can wait. So in a way, the something pleasant in my experience might be this, listening to what I'm saying, hearing what I'm saying, or when we get to the practice, doing what I suggest during the practice. Uh, Shifting our attention to something pleasant in our immediate experience, sometimes we do that in a way that many of us are familiar with, which is we eat food. We eat comfort food, or what I call recreational eating, which is I'm not hungry. It doesn't need to be nutritional. It just needs to taste good, because right now I'm trying to shift my attention. Now, there's some skill involved in uh, what I think of as skilled recreational eating instead of just what I've been doing during the pandemic is eating a lot. Um, But that's one of the ways we try to focus our attention, right? Another way that I do this is I look at my dogs. Just looking at my dogs changes how I'm feeling. It softens my body. It softens my mind. Even if I was really mad about something, when I think about my dogs being near me, I don't want to be as mad because I don't want the anger. I don't want them to have to experience the the radiating anger. Even if it's not directed at them, they'll sense it, right? So sometimes it's shifting your attention to a pleasant body sensation like 
taste or um, something pleasant in your environment like a loved one. The other thing you can do is shifting your attention to something for which you're grateful. Um, One of the, so I'll be careful about how I say this, one of the benefits of uncertainty is that it often gets us to focus our, our attention on what we are grateful for. So that instead of just suffering because we're focusing our attention on the thing that's unpleasant or the thing that we feel powerless about or in relation to, that if we shift our attention to the things that we have, the things that we're grateful for, two things happen. One is we tend to feel calm-er, which is what we want to feel in relation to uncertainty. We feel calm-er. And then our attention is also on something that is pleasant and it helps grow our gratitude. And then gratitude, it turns out, is a key component to happiness. So sometimes we're doing one of these practices to try to reduce the negative impact of something. But one of the things that you can do by practicing gratitude anytime, anywhere, is increase the conditions, cultivating the conditions whereby happiness can arise more easily. So often when we're suffering, we're not hoping for happiness. We're, we don't even believe that that's possible. It is, but mostly not. But if we engage in these practices, at least we are decreasing the unpleasant that we're experiencing. So tonight's practice is going to be practicing with some uncertainty um, by Uh, redirecting our attention to things that are pleasant in our immediate experience or practicing with gratitude uh, for something that maybe isn't present except when we bring it to mind. So we're going to try both of these during the practice. So during these practices, mainly our main effort is making a gentle effort to be present with whatever is here. I like to say, because it's here. Turns out the universe, well, this is my belief. I don't know if it's true or not, but the universe doesn't care how I feel about what's going on. So that helps me, that belief helps me stop pleading with the universe for things to be different and instead adjust my effort in a gentle, friendly way to try to be as present as I can be with whatever's here. And sometimes it's easier than others. And sometimes I'm so not in the mood to make this effort. I'm just going to be busy judging and have an angry, frustrated, disappointed attitude. But for practice, because we're practicing, one of the invitations is make this gentle effort to be present with whatever's here. I'm going to skip that one slide because I meant to take it out. But here's what we're going to do today. The easiest way to practice is just Listen to my voice. Just hear what I say and notice what happens. I invite you now to find a comfortable posture. You can do this practice sitting, standing, lying down, walking, moving. You may have noticed that pretty much covers all the possible postures our bodies can be in. So you can do it anywhere, anytime. But for now, I invite you to find a comfortable enough posture, something you feel like you can sustain for the duration of our practice. And then your eyes can be open or closed, whichever you feel most comfortable with.
Before we practice, I just want to say a little bit about discomfort. Discomfort is an inevitable part of our lives. Mostly when discomfort, well, I want to say always. I'm a therapist, so I'm trained not to say always, but it really does feel like always we want discomfort to go away. Even if we find ways to go, I'm growing from this, or there are ways to use this productively, I would like to learn life lessons much more easily. So whenever there's discomfort, I want it to go away. So discomfort is inevitable. Sometimes we think of discomfort as preventing us from practicing because many of us hope or expect that if we're going to do one of these practices that it's going to be pleasant. And often it is, but sometimes it's not at first. Right? Sometimes you have to start and do it and pleasant, more pleasant arises. Or sometimes you're doing it and something unpleasant arises. A thought, a memory, a physical sensation. Here the invitation is do whatever you need to do to be comfortable enough to be present and practicing. Those are the key words there, present and practicing. If you're triggered into some conditioned behaviors or thoughts or feelings, you don't need help with that. So if you can interrupt that and be present in practice, the invitation is see if you can work with whatever it is that's coming up. But if you can't, or this one's really important too, you're just not in the mood, don't. Stop the practice. You can practice anytime, anywhere. So trust your judgment about what you need to do. So with that said, let's practice. So if you haven't already, I invite you to find this comfortable enough posture for now. And sometimes it helps to start a practice by taking a deep, slow breath and then exhaling slowly and fully. And then bringing attention to the body and just noticing what it feels like to be here right now. Noticing whatever physical sensations are easy to be aware of. It's probably pretty easy to be aware of where your body makes contact with whatever it is you're sitting upon or lying upon or standing upon. It's probably pretty easy to feel temperature happening. It might be easy enough to feel the sensations happening in your hands if they're resting upon anything.
our bodies get configured around the things we're thinking and feeling and doing. And so for now, if you notice any places in the body that feel tense or tight, you might make a gentle, friendly effort to let go of as much of that as you can. You may not be able to let go of all of it, but if you're going to practice, your body doesn't need to be configured around anything you were doing earlier or anything you might be doing later. So letting go of as much tension or tightness as you can. You might feel the body breathing. You might feel how the body breathes on its own. You don't have to make it breathe. And for this practice, you don't have to breathe in any particular way. For now, you might bring attention to breathing and just feel it happening. And just for now, you might let attention rest with breathing, feeling the rhythm of breathing, inhaling and exhaling, and anything else that wants your attention, just for now, saying no, or if something else gets your attention anyway, gently bringing attention back to breathing. Just for now, letting breathing be the primary focus of your attention.
So now let's do this first part of an appreciation or gratitude practice. So on purpose, using your attention, directing your attention intentionally, on purpose, notice something in your immediate experience that is at least slightly pleasant. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular. In fact, one of the reasons we often don't appreciate some of the pleasant in our life is because it's not big enough, doesn't last long enough, or it gets overwhelmed by our attention being focused on something unpleasant. For now, Bring attention to noticing something in your immediate experience that's at least slightly pleasant. And if you have a number of pleasant experiences happening right now, then for our exercise, focus on one just for now. So noticing that there's something in your experience that's at least slightly pleasant. And then just hang out with this pleasant experience. Just be with it. Let it be what it is. And now acknowledge that this experience is pleasant. You know it is because you're experiencing it. But now on purpose, acknowledging this is pleasant. This is pleasant. And now acknowledge that you like this experience. So you've noticed that there's something pleasant happening. You made a gentle, friendly effort to be with it for a while, to experience it. Then you acknowledge that it's pleasant Now you acknowledge that you like it. And some people do this wordlessly, either in their head or out loud. I like putting words to it because we use words so much in our lives. So you might put words to your liking. I like this. Whatever it is. I like this. 
And some of the words I like to put to my liking this is thank you. I'm grateful for this. Or I appreciate this. Or I like this. Or thank you. Thank you. If you notice that attention wanders off, gets pulled away, either gently bring your attention back to this particular experience or to something else that's pleasant in your experience. Be careful not to hunt for one that often creates the wrong energy for being able to notice and appreciate. Just casually bringing attention to being aware of anything that's pleasant in your immediate experience. It could be a pleasant sensation. It could be a pleasant emotion that's happening. It could be a pleasant thought that's happening. Or some combination. Noticing something pleasant being with the experience of that something. Acknowledging that it's pleasant. Acknowledging that you like it. and putting words to your liking. Thank you. Thank you for that bird song. Or I'm grateful for that squirrel running across the lawn. Or I'm appreciating the coolness or the warmth of the room that I'm in. Whatever it is.
And just noticing what it's like to be in the presence of these friendly, gentle efforts. Friendly noticing, gentle noticing, gentle appreciation. Now let's do the second part of this practice and bring to mind on purpose something you know you appreciate or value, something you already know that you're grateful for. This could be a person, a pet, an experience you've had, community, object. And again, if you have a multitude of things to choose from, for now, just pick one to practice with. So on purpose, bringing to mind something or someone you know you like, And then be with the pleasantness of this experience. Letting it be whatever it is, not trying to grow it or shrink it. Just being with it the way it is. And then acknowledge that this is pleasant. It's pleasant to be in the presence of these thoughts or these feelings about this person or thing or experience or whatever it is. It's pleasant to be in the presence of this. So acknowledging that the experience is pleasant And then acknowledging that you like it. I like this. I like thinking about this person, or I like this person, or I love this object, or I remember this experience and I love the experience and the memory. Acknowledging that you like it. and putting words to your liking. So these words might be something like, I like it, something as simple as that. Or it might be 
something like, I'm grateful for this, or I appreciate this, or thank you for this, or thank you. If it's a person that you're holding in your mind right now, you might thank them. Thank you for being in my life. Or if it's a memory of a person, thank you for having been in my life. I'm grateful you were a part of my life. And noticing what it's like to be in the presence of both this thing, this pleasant thing you brought to mind on purpose, but also the feeling of appreciating it. Often gratitude or appreciation increases the pleasantness that we're experiencing because now we're experiencing it and our appreciation of it. Thank you. And if attention gets pulled away or wanders off, when you notice, gently bring attention back to this effort. It may come back to the same thing you were focused on, or it may come back and you may need to find a new thing to focus on. But making sure that whatever the attention is focused on right now is something that's pleasant. I'm practicing appreciation and gratitude. While I'm doing this, there are other things I'm not doing, like worrying. Or other things I'm not doing, like anger. Or, if you notice that this is a complex experience and some other things are happening also, acknowledge that and then focus attention more tightly on the thing that you're grateful for. Thank you for this. Sometimes we can get bored with this effort or our mind goes back to busyness or something calls to our attention, something else. And you can either let attention go there or you can bring it back to this effort. Not forcing anything, not trying to create a particular kind of feeling, 
but cultivating appreciation, gratitude, thankfulness, that you're not making it happen by focusing your attention in this way, you're inviting it to arise and then kind of enjoying it now that it's here. Change is inevitable, including the focus of attention. So sometimes you can bring attention back to the same thing. Sometimes it's helpful to bring attention to something else that you're appreciating or you're grateful for. And sometimes I like to bring attention back to the words, thank you. Thank you. The words don't have to be attached to anything in particular, I can start to appreciate the pleasantness of the experience of thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you to this. Thank you. As we near the end of our practice today, you might also express some appreciation to yourself for making this effort, for experimenting or playing or practicing in this way. I think of this as an exploration of self-care, and anytime we pay attention to ourselves and the experience we're having, that seems like an act of kindness and generosity. The world is always making demands or asks for our attention and a lot of us forget to pay attention to ourselves. Or when we do, we're mean and judgy. So if you'd like, express some appreciation for your practice. Thank you for hanging out with me. I'm grateful for your attention. Or I appreciate your time. And to conclude our practice for tonight, if your eyes are closed, you might open them. You might move them around, move your head around, shrug your shoulders, stretch, wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, yawn if you'd like. <laughs>